Yo, what's the deal, man? I am in the building. Finally, a month away. I'm happy to be home. Courtside Radio, we are live. It is Courtside Thursday. I'm going to be holding down the ones and twos today. My guy, uh, Bruce, had to take care of some business, but I-, I got him. That's what the PG does. I assist when I need to, but then I got to score when I need to, and then a triple-double. Of course, I-, I told you I'm the Magic Johnson of the show, and that's the realest thing that you should know. Look, I'm spitting rhymes. I don't even be trying to, but we're here at Courtside Radio. I got my guy here via Zoom, um, Mr. Himes. What's the deal, Himes? I can't hear you. Sorry, we were on mute, but yeah, it's good to be back, guys. Courtside Radio Live, studio in L.A. and Beverly Hills, and uh, we got a good one coming at you today, guys. Hey, a good one. We got a great one coming at you today. Um, it's about to be crazy. It's about to be lit. Shout, shout out my guy, Blast, uh, holding it down, the sound of L.A. Uh, I'm going to have to run this back from the beginning because that track is just so amazing. But, uh, man, we got a special guest today, our brother of podcast. Um, he also has a great show here on this great network, uh, the Good News Radio. We in here. I'm in here. TGN Sports Studio. Number two, um, Hawthorne, California. Got a rep, Blue House Baby. But I got my guy. From Detroit, from the from the D. And if you ever been to Detroit, you gotta be a real one to survive out there. So much love to my guy Mark Bland. What's the deal, Mark? Hey, what up, Joe? What's happening with you? Hey man, we we about to have fun today, like we always do here on Courtside Radio, man. But man, um, how y'all doing over there? Y'all all right? Yeah, we're staying healthy. We're uh, you know, smooth. Now, for the record. This is my first time on since we moved to Studio Two. Hey, that is true. First time we had you on, yeah. we were in the other wow. studio. Yeah. That's Damn, that's. I still have the footage from that episode. That's crazy. But Mark, man, plug your show. Let let everybody know what time they can hear you. Um, you know, name of the show, everything you got going, man. Oh yeah, sports talk with Mark and DP. Me and my co-host Dustin Presley. We come on uh, live Friday night, seven thirty West Coast time, ten thirty East Coast. All my people back home. Uh, the news radio app catch us there if you are a fan of looking at folks we happen to do something on the low on ig live we have fun either way we here for the joke we talk sports we talk life and we get it cracking oh and we bring drinks too oh hey whenever you say drinks you gotta do this right here It got to be class, man. But, hey, make sure y'all tap into my guy, Mark. Hey, so dope when they do the IG Live because it's nothing like being able to look at somebody that close when they talking. You know what I'm saying? You get to see the, the ferocity in their voice. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to my guy, Mark, for joining us on today. So let's talk about it. The big three of the Brooklyn Nets finally played together. Kyrie said, you know what? I'm I'm ready. And they gave us a hell of a performance. Um, They scored 135 points. Um, You got a triple-double from Harden, 21, 12, and 10. 37 from Kyrie, 38, 8, and 12 from KD. But it came in a loss. So, man, what do you guys take on uh, the first performance of the Brooklyn Nets? Um, You know, even though they took the loss 147-135 to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, my gosh. Shoot yourself. But, uh, yeah, what you guys thought, man, on the the first performance of those guys, man? What you think? 
I mean, it's the first game with all three of them. Kyrie throwing off his uh, sabbatical, whatever you want to call it. Hey, nobody's perfect. No season is perfect unless you're what the seventy-three and nine to go to State Warriors. But even still, yeah, listen, they'll be okay. However. I'm here for the reality TV drama of it all. You have <laughs> Kevin Durant, Moody Kyrie Irving, you have Luke James Harden. I'm just ready to see what it's gonna look like in March when it's time to fight for you know a top four playoff position. No, yeah, and I I told everybody prior I said that I feel that James Harden is going to be the point guard. He's the best playmaker. He's a natural uh, point. You know, if you go back to his days at Artesia High School. Um, you go back to his Arizona State days, you know, he was his, at his best off the bench for OKC when he was in kind of like that point guard position role. So that's why you saw, you know, such the gap. Like he shot 14 shots while the other two stars shot 28 for Kyrie, 25 for KD. So, you know, I saw I can't remember who it was, maybe Skip Bayless or someone on TV talking about. Are Stephen A saying that you know he's he's showing that he's selfish? I'm like, no, this is Kyrie's game. He's always shooting anywhere from 20 to 30 shots. You know, it's just he had LeBron who was a point guard. So, Hines, what's your take on game number one with the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, you know, uh, pretty much what everyone is saying is accurate. The thing that uh, with the Nets, watching Kyrie play off ball was very reminiscent of what he was able to do with LeBron in Cleveland. So I think this fit actually works a lot more seamlessly than even I expected it to work. You know, I'm focused more so on what they gave up, which was size and depth and also three-point shooting outside of those three guys. But realistically, for a first game, right, they all played very well together. Kyrie was able to play off ball, score as much as he wanted. He dropped 37 points. That's no easy feat, especially in a game where your teammates are dropping 21 and 38. And Katie's almost at a triple-double. Like, you're seeing these guys are able to work well together, and they actually have the shooting repertoire for each other down pat. But what I want people to focus on is, yeah, you know, the Nets lost this game. But we need to actually acknowledge that this is Colin Sexton's coming out party and showing out to the NBA. Like, he's had big games and big performances before. But now he did it on a marquee night with a marquee matchup. And we can finally take note of it. He scored 20 points for the Cavs in overtime to win the game. Yeah. 42 in total. That means that man scored the last 20 of his 22 points that he started with in overtime to finish it out and get the Cavs to win. Look, he's a deadly scorer. And we're finally getting to see that Cleveland actually is a legitimate team that will make the postseason in the Eastern Conference. Uh, no, I agree. I think that uh, the Cavaliers, you know, are surprising a lot of people. Um, they they have a lot of skill uh, over there. And they just got guys who play hard. And Sexton might be one of my new favorite players because that dude comes in and plays uh, kind of like uh, me at the park, just like fist balled up, ready to play some defense and then go get some buckets on the other end. But I, I feel that we should have no worries for um, the Nets. Like They have to figure it out defensively, of course. But it's not like we're talking about young stars who are all 21, 22 years old. Um, trying to figure this thing out. These guys are guys, Kevin Durant, who's won a champ, multi, multiple championships, Kyrie, who's won a championship. So they know what it takes to win a championship. So I think they're going to figure it out on the defensive end. The only thing that may scare me is um, the depth. Like, other than Joe Harris, I cannot name the other dudes on the bench. Like, I have no idea who they are. No, you can't. And that's what I was mentioning earlier. Oh, 
Bruce, Bruce Brown. Brown. Let's all right. Let's take note of the people. There's Landry Shamit, which is definitely a capable scorer that they got from the Clippers. There's Tyler Johnson, who got ridiculously paid by Miami and can still score. They got Joe Harris. But other than that, they gave up a lot of their depth, a lot of their three-point shooting and four spacers, as well as a lot of their size and reliable bigs, especially a big in Jared Allen who didn't draw, who didn't get a lot of fouls called on him during games. He was very smart and wise with his hands and his body and was able to get away with a lot of calls. And I think that that's going to be their issue down the road. That's why we're, ta- we're taking note of it. They are actually missing depth, and we'll get to see if there are guys that decide, hey, I want to win a ring this year. I'm getting off the contract or I want to buy out. I'm just going to go there. Or they'll sign off guys like Alex Lund, who's now a free agent that's available. Yeah. And, and another thing that we have to be wary of is that Mike D'Antoni is on that bench. And two things Mike D'Antoni does is he doesn't coach defense and he plays his guys the whole entire season. Like he doesn't try to find a time gap for them. You know, like KD played 50 minutes yesterday. Come on, man. He shouldn't be playing 50 minutes, you know, after dealing with what he dealt with with the Achilles. Um, They only got 11 minutes from uh, Perry. They got like from the bench. They got Joe Harris gave him 42 minutes. Other than that, they got 11 minutes, 12 and 7. Had 50 minutes, but you got to remember how many players they had active. They only had nine players available, including their starting lineup, and they didn't have any other guys who could match up well size wise with the other team. Oh, so they had, well, they had three other guys that were just regular DMPs. Yeah. However, I mean, this is a double overtime game. That yeah, Cleveland. So whether he plays 50 minutes or not, you shouldn't be going to double overtime with the Cleveland Cavaliers. No. Yeah. However, it's an NBA game, middle of the week. Those games are bound to happen. So. You know, but the fifth minute—it's a—it's—it's. It's, I think it's a rare occurrence. Hopefully, they don't get into the situation again down the road. If that's the case, then that's you know a real cause for concern. Yeah, and it just tripped me out that Shaman and Tyler Johnson didn't get any run yesterday. So I, I don't know the situation there, but. You know, we can pump the brakes. We don't have to go in panic mode. It's one loss. Um, Kevin Durant and James Harden clearly can play together. Uh, Kyrie is going to figure it out. He's, you know, probably the most skilled point guard ever, um, you know, with all that he offers with his game. So they're going to figure it out. Um, A championship isn't won in one game. You know, it's going to take some time. So it's just going to be, you know, interesting to see the growth of this team. And um, just like Mark said, it's going to be about the soap opera. Like, are they going to be able to to beat that stage? Because, man, oh, man, they don't want to be dealing with no nonsense off the court, man. So, uh, shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, let, let's see if you guys figure it out next game. They are 9-7. and seven. Uh, If playoffs started today, they will be in the playoffs. But playoffs don't start today, so they got time. Um, Another team I want to talk about. So we took y'all to NY, um, which the Nets are going to be ready to go. Um, You know, Brooklyn are who they are. Are, I mean, the Knicks are doing some crazy stuff over there. But let's take it all the way back to the Fresh Coast, which is the West Coast, uh, to L.A. The Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, are they for real? Like, is this is this a facade they're showing us? Or are they really going to finally make it to the conference finals? And are they going to actually be able to push the Lakers to give them a, a challenge in the playoffs? What are you guys' thoughts on the Clippers so far? I mean, the Clippers, the Clippers were the Clippers last year. Hell, they Clippers in the bubble. Um, <laughs> but I was actually, you know, I was listening to a different podcast today. I was listening to uh, Omani Jones' podcast on ESPN. And the joke came up was, it's not that the Clippers weren't capable last season. 
They just wanted to go home. So they played to get out of the boat because they got tired of being there. I thought <laughs> it was pretty funny. But, you know, in this season, that as everybody does, you know, have their regular, uh, you know, home court advantages, you know, they're playing in their own gym compared to the same gym, you know, day in, day out. I'm curious to see what they do with the regular, with a full regular season, you know, at Staples Center with the team that they have um, constructed, going into the playoffs, how that, you know, how to actually, you know, measure it out. Plus, there's, you know, travel that will be uh, in play, you know, for the upcoming postseason run in the summer. But I mean, I think the Clippers are going to be the Clippers again if they if they don't make it because somehow, some way, they blow it. If they get through, hey, kudos to them for actually pushing through and having some you know, resilience. No, yeah, and I agree with you. I, I think that they clearly have the talent there, you know, and, and you have two two guys like Paul George is playing. O- o- he's playing like he's in Oklahoma City again. Uh, they're eleven and four, six and two at home, five and two away. So they're finding ways to win. Kawhi is looking amazing. I don't know if you guys saw the play where he just stripped the ball from uh, from Swiper's hand, and it was like, damn, is it because his hands are so big, or is he just that strong? To be ripping the, the ball away from a you know a strong point guard and De'Aaron Fox and just go the other way and, and turn it to a pull up three. So it seems like like they're happy that they're playing with each other. Like last year, you could tell they didn't get along with Trez. Now you know he's with the Lakers and they got Ibaka over there. Uh, you know they got some pieces. It seemed like they look like a team, which was the issue last year. So you know I'm curious to see. What's your thoughts on that, Hines? I'm sorry, refresh my memory. I was reading the stat. No, just just the Clippers, just on how they're playing. They look, I, and maybe oh, I'm wrong, they oh. look like a more of a team this year compared to last year. Yes, I actually agree with that. I think that the Clippers are actually looking like a well-put-together machine. They actually have a lot of chemistry on the court. And it looks like, to be quite frank, the fit of Luke Kennard is playing out to their advantage as well as Ibaka. Yes, they played super well with Montrez Harrell because he's an outstanding talent, especially at the contract and the fact that he could be a six-man, right? That's like having a starter coming off the bench legitimately. But they've been able to make things work with the weapons of Lou Will, Luke Kennard, Serge Ibaka. I mean, the Clippers are just moving on all cylinders, and Paul George has really put himself in the MVP conversation. Now, I think the season is going to end similarly to how the last time he was in the MVP conversation worked out. You know, He ended up being third in MVP with... Uh, uh, during the year that he was with Oklahoma City. But I think that the Clippers are looking like they are a ready team. Not just a team that is looking forward to the postseason. They look ready, period. Which is an improvement upon where they stood last year entirely. No, true. And, you know, man, when you have just, man, talent like that, like talent usually finds ways to... To succeed and like that's why it was so disappointing last year because they looked so good, you know. And then it came to game, um, you know, came you up three one, you know, then you just fall apart. That it was just so surprising. But they're, they're performing well, you know. A lot of pressure, you know. They can't feel the pressure yet because for the Clippers, um, you know, it's about what do you do in the playoffs. Like we don't care about anything else really. Like they could have went seventy two and zero. Y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. They could have went seventy two and zero, and we still would have been like, ah, it don't matter. What the hell y'all gonna do in the playoffs? And I think that that's why they can play so freely right now. But the pressure is really gonna be on once we get to the playoffs, man. So. Hey, man, shout out to the Clippers. They playing well. Um, you know, shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. Shout out to the Lakers, who last time I checked were winning. 
versus uh, they're up 91-83 in the fourth quarter versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, with you know LeBron leading the way, twenty-seven, six, and four. AD eighteen and eight. Caldwell Pope with a dub. I remember a time Laker fans wanted him traded, and you know I remember nights me calling him trash as well. But he's proven me wrong since helping win the championship, and now you know playing big today. Uh, what what Giannis got? Seventeen and eleven. Uh, twenty points from uh, Holiday. Fifteen for Middleton. So shout out to the Lakers, Clippers, Nets, Courtside Radio. We are here. Uh, Mike Hill to PG with the small fourth, the Larry Bird of the show, Mr. Himes LA. And then of course we got our guy Mark, man, from Sports Talk with Mark and DP. Um Himes, you got a Celtic dump for us today or what? Yes, I do. And honestly, it's a conversation that Celtics fans have finally got to admit. And today's Celtic Dump episode brought to you by the Good News Radio on Good News. I don't know. On today's episode of the Celtic Dump brought to you by Courtside Radio on the Good News Radio app and the Good News Radio Live. Yes, I'm try- that's part of the beginning. That's part of the intro. Damn, that's the first time anyone's called me out on it. <laughs> well, here we are. Celtics fans, let's have a conversation about the big man situation. We have had this conversation year in and year out since Kendrick Perkins was traded and we ended up signing Shaquille O'Neal to pair with Nenid Kristich. Yeah, that far back. Look, we have not had a legitimate big man in years. I mean years. Ten years now, people. Last time we saw Perkins in legit center. The Celtics are relying on Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson to cover other bigs as well as be the plug down low. And let's see how this has worked out. Not well at all, because the Celtics are currently sitting 11th in opposing rebounds. They're also giving up, I think, in the 6th to 7th range in low post scoring in the NBA. They can't cover the hole. They can't match up opposing bigs. And they're getting taken advantage of. Just to name the Eastern Conference bigs alone, imagine Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson trying to cover the likes of Joel Embiid, which we saw last night. Andre Drummond and now Jared Allen, not to mention Mitchell Robinson, Bam Adebayo, or insert any big man legitimately over 6'8". The Celtics are relying on these two as a pairing, and we have barely seen Taco fall in the spare minutes. Now, the point of emphasis that I bring up here is that the Celtics' two worst losses of the season so far were against the Brooklyn Nets and then the New York Knicks. And then as of last night, that is the third worst loss the Celtics have experienced. What do they all have in common? Facing up against Mitchell Robinson, Joel Embiid, as well as, at that point, Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan. If the Celtics are seeking a deep playoff run, especially now against a Brooklyn Nets team that has three of the NBA's top ten players currently active, against Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and the other assortment of big men that they have on the Milwaukee Bucks, as well as the Philadelphia 76ers, and not to mention the Heat, the Celtics are going to need to acquire big men pronto in order to compete. And that was this episode of the Celtic Dump, ladies and gentlemen. The floor is yours, guys. What do you think the Celtics should do? Acquire a specific big man in mind? Or how do you think they will fare against these teams currently? Yeah, man. So psh, let's see what they what they can do because with 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 uh, MB playing, yeah. the, what's up, Mark? What do you think? Well, first and foremost, the Celtics are a dump. Uh, the Celtics are a dump is a team that I never <laughs> like, never will like. So because you're sitting here, I have to you know dump on the Celtics that you pleasantly named this segment. So. 
thank you for giving me that alley Um, should the Celtics sign a big man, like a usable one? Yeah. Who should they go after then? <sighs> well, what are they willing to give up to go get somebody worth a day? They have the $26 million type E exception from the Gordon Hayward trade, which they compare with a number of picks, Daniel Tice, uh, Robert Williams III, Grant Williams. I'm not giving up Marcus Smart. Go get Blake Griffin since the Detroit Pistons are a dumpster fire. They don't got enough. They, they, they don't, don't have enough. Even though he looks terrible, but they don't they don't have enough to get he, that. He can hide well with as much scoring as the Celtics have. Yeah, but bro hasn't had a has he dunked yet this year? Yeah, who not. cares? <laughs> he's not currently. We that's, 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 hey, Mark, release. That's the only reason why we care is because he was a dunker. Now we're kind of like, uh, if you ain't dunking, we don't want to see you play. Sit down. He also, also plays in Detroit. Yeah, true. Hey, yeah, free free Blake Griffin, free uh, Derrick Rose, man. They, we need to save them free from that. Uh, so, shout out to our guy Himes with the Celtic dump. Yes, they need big man help because Embiid dropped 42 on him and it looked amazing. And they better be ready to stop that boy because he looks like he's ready to go. Um, so, that's the Celtic dump. So, let me take you around the league really quick and uh, have my guys chime in if they may. Uh, so, the Wizards, to resume practice uh, after COVID outbreak, uh, looks like they're going to finally play. Um, Sunday they missed six games you guys got any thoughts about um, the Wizards and what they're dealing with with the COVID stuff honestly the Wizards this year are a dumpster fire in and of themselves they decided to take on Russell Westbrook's big enormous contract knowing full damn well that he was just going to bring media attention and that was predominantly going to be it so at this point the Wizards did it to themselves they're in a reclamation year and free my guy Bradley Beal Man, don't free free Russ and Bill. That, but uh, you, you never know. They're gonna have to figure something out. But they should have known what was happening uh, by getting Russ. So then we have the no no hug rule for the league with security going to be there at mid court. Man, this is just crazy to me. Uh, I know I know what we're going through. Uh, you know, with the uh, pandemic and tough times. But these guys are gonna see each other probably after the game or you know somehow some way. The fact that they're going to have security there to kind of, like, break them up, like, keep them apart is going to look like a segregated concert, uh, if you guys remember videos of that. So, um, man, what are you guys' thoughts about that? Man, it's just another, you know, reminder of what we're still going through. You know, COVID-19 hasn't faded away, hasn't gone anywhere. Um, it's just, unfortunately, another reality check. And then, on, you know, from the public perception standpoint, it. I get what the league is trying to do is making sure that everybody does, you know, what is, you know, safe and keeping the players, you know, active, uh, you know, as healthy as possible. I get it from the PR standpoint, but, you know, it also is just kind of sad to see that that's what it's come to. Uh, because the natural, you know, human thing to do is want to interact with people. We want um, to be like, love, you know, hug, you know, at the boys up, you know, guys, you know, they're, the co-workers at the end of the day. No matter what team they play for, they're all coworkers. They're all in that brotherhood together. So it's it's you know it's just disheartening. But you know again, until this thing called COVID nineteen you know is gone, that's the reality that everybody has to deal with as far as them uh, having to go through that protocol and us as fans having to watch that post game. No, yeah, true. So uh, just you know, um, in regards to this, it's 
it's something that I've thought about enough, and I don't know if the NBA has con- uh, consulted uh, government agencies about doing this or if they have the ability to, but really in full honesty-wise, I think that the NBA should really consider getting vaccinations for all their players, not making it in a sense of a mandatory issue, but willingly getting all of the vac- all the players the ability to have access to the vaccine as soon as possible and having them take it so that they can get back on the court and start alleviating these issues that they don't have to worry about necessarily if these guys are all vaccinated. Of course, they'll still have to take certain precautions, but in the end, they'll still be vaccinated and they won't have to worry as much as they normally would. True. So it's something that the NBA is going to have to figure out because if we deal with the situation with the Wizards, with, you know, say if this happened to the Lakers, like you can't have that happen. So... We're going to see how they figure that out. So just the last thing around the league. Um, teams will be back in the White House. If you don't know, perfect timing. The gunshot went off at the right time. But the teams will be back at the White House because that the, the guy named Trump, um, who actually pardoned a lot of people, and including uh, Lil Wayne and, um, damn, what's the other rapper that he got out? I can't remember right now. but He, just, he did pardon Joe Exotic. I know that's crazy, but teams are going to be back at the White House. Uh, what do you guys think of just, you know, teams going back? You know, because it's so crazy when you think about it, like, damn, a few championship teams winning a championship is tough. But when you win, you will hope to go to the White House to experience that. And some teams won and they didn't experience that. So um, teams are going to bring it back now with um, Trump going and Biden and Kamala uh, there. Uh, you guys have any thoughts of that? I mean, for the for the for the you know male athletes, female athletes, you know, and staff, you know, alike. For the ones that want to go and do that, great. Kudos to you. Personally, do I care that deep about it? No. It's it, it's a tradition that has been there for years on end, and during the Trump administration, we saw that tradition die out. And I've gotten so used to it not happening that. I could care less honestly if it came back because you know it, it's a it's a thing that happens when a team takes a trip to DC if it's in season for basketball or um postseason when it's football. So Mark, even if you can't celebrate them just being able to go back, the fact that the the teams who do go, they won't be get eating like cheeseburgers and McDonald's and Burger King what uh, Trump was giving the team. You know, for the, again, the ones that do go and the ones that do experience it, I hope that they have the best experience possible because, you know, for a lot of people, athletes or not, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing to ever possibly do. Uh, you're lucky you get to do it, you know, more than once, as some guys have and as some women have. But, you know, hey, I am not the biggest political person, and I have certain views on it, but I'll keep that for something completely different. You know, kudos to the ones that want to go and want to, you know, start the tradition back up. I don't have, I'm not knocking it. I also am kind of numb to it, you know, disappearing. No, yeah, facts. So it's just going to be, you know, interesting. You know, the Lakers, now they're going to be able to go to, um, you know, the, the White House. And it's a something that we're used to uh check you know having so it's, it's going to be good to have that back going again for the teams but that's around the league uh this is courtside radio we are here uh the super duo or you can call us the don't at me duo uh michael and alex of the show and we are hey, 
Here we go. Yep, yep. We are here. Uh, we got some new episodes of Don't Add Me coming to y'all soon. Um, I guess today was a Mark and Mark, a Marky Mark day because we had Mark Gunnels on uh, Don't Add Me earlier, and then we got our guy Mark Bland here on Courtside Radio. So uh, once again, Mark Bland, man, let the people know where they can find you, um, social media, give them all of that, man. Oh man, all right. Once again. Sports Star with Mark DP, Friday nights live, 7.30 West Coast, 10.30 East. Good News Radio app, you want to listen, IG Live, if you want to watch. If you do happen to want to watch on IG Live, catch me on at M-A-R-K-E-I-N-E-N. That's my government name. Try to say it for yourself. I'm not helping you right now. But catch me on there again at, under, actually, at underscore M-A-R-K-E-I-N-E-N. Yeah, check me out on there Friday nights. Uh, again, Sports Talk Market DP. We have fun. We bring the drinks. We we have now made ourselves the drink champ for the Good News Network. Hey, and and that's lit right there. Um, it, it's dope. You know, it's always enjoyable uh, tapping into you guys and because I guess, and I guess appear IG Live too now because they want to be able to look at us. And we want to be able to look at them. So it's something that we've uh, been able to do from an innovative standpoint with the microphones and cameras and camera stands. So it's actually been pretty fun. No, yeah, and, and that's dope, man. Keep it up. Keep killing it. Uh, you know, if you haven't sure. tapped in yet, make sure you do exactly that. Uh, because you know they hey, they creating a vibe, you know what I'm saying right away. So make sure you guys tap in to Sports Talk with Mark and DP. Um, so this is my favorite time of the show, uh, kind of where I, I get to uh, be a slight asshole a uh, little bit. So I, I really enjoy this. So um, it's that time of the week. We got my guy uh, Pocket Burrito in the building. Touchdown with Tangents up next. Make sure y'all stay on the app and tune in. <laughs> To our guy PB He actually didn't pull a burrito out of his pocket today It was an entire pizza guys uh, He keeps he keeps amazing me um, Bro, He pulled one of the Big Mamas and Papa's pizzas out Of his like, shirt pocket Pull the pizza out you know, you know, Was it vegan though? Yeah, I hope it's vegan because I know that he said he's getting his life right But now he's about to hop on the mic I'm guessing <laughs> But uh, yeah it's, it's that time I'm of the week Thursday Um you know, some people say I got a lot of hate in my heart. They they call me a hater, so I, I, I gotta let the hate out. So it's the time for the hating ass uh, Michael segment. Let me give you a little bit of that hate, baby. Oh man, hate, 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 Hey, uh, thank thank you, Mark, for the soundbite. I, I give you I give you your love on that. I, you got it. Um, so, hey, it's two things I'm hating on, and I'm pretty sure y'all gonna have words for these things. Number one, what I'm hating on this week, um, why they have J Lo singing at the inauguration? I can't believe they really put her up there singing, thinking that she's Aretha Franklin, thinking that she's just a strong voice. She is a performer, not a singer. And they put her up there and people were clowning her about the notes that she was struggling with. You know how black folk do, black Twitter. So it was just, it was just kind of hilarious. If y'all remember the all-star moment where they were laughing at Fergie, I believe, uh, singing, um, at the beginning of the game. So that's something I had to hate on. JLo, you're beautiful. You're 50 years old and still beautiful. Um, but come on, man. You shouldn't accept it that one. They put you in a tough spot. Maybe you should have accepted the uh, the the party later. Where if they had like a little dance, you could have showed a little two step or something. But the singing part, I had to hate on that because ah, 
you killed it, but not in a good way. Um, so that's one thing I'm hating on. Then the second thing that I had to hate on, um, if you guys haven't heard, Amanda Bynes, Himes, you know who Amanda Bynes is? Yeah. Mark, you know who Amanda Bynes is? Come on now. Okay, so we all know. Cool, this is perfect. So Amanda Bynes has dropped a rap song called Diamonds. And if you haven't heard it, it is terrible. Like, it is terrible. And I'm just like, come on. Who in her cap didn't tell her, nah, don't do this. Like, this is not the move right here. But it was so terrible. And uh, the Shea Room is so disrespectful. They talking about Amanda, please. Um, Is she up next? Come on, man. Y'all know she ain't up next, man. So if y'all haven't heard it, go and listen. Right now. I don't even want to play it. It's that bad, to be honest. I, I don't even want to. I, I couldn't play even tell you. No, play a snippet. I don't I even know where it. to find it at. Let me try to find it on YouTube. But, um, yeah, it hey, it was. Uh, so if you ever go to New York or you look at the old New York and you look at the videos and, you know, they're, they're spitting freestyles around a, a trash can on fire. That's exactly what that was. Just a trash can on fire. So. Ah, I, I had to hate on that. Let me see if I can find it. See if it pops up. Diamonds. Um, bear with me, everyone. But yeah, man, it, if you haven't heard it, go and hear it just so you can hear it one time and then let that thing go because uh, it's not worth it. Let me see. I'm going to play a little bit of it. See if it plays. Here we go. Diamonds, Amanda Bynes. Let me turn it up for y'all. Well, I gotta get to her verse. On my neck, on my wrist. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds on my fist, yeah. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds on my neck, on my wrist. Can y'all hear it? Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. Yeah, it sounds like Godly Rap. Yeah, it sounds like Godly Rap. Hey, that that's it. Amanda Bynes. Welcome I I guess welcome to the rap game. Um there is no welcome. No There's welcome. No, so just stay no stay welcome. stay. There's no acknowledgement. No. Stay far that's away. Cool. And that that's why I had to hate on it because I heard it and um I almost threw my phone. I, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, what is this? And once I saw it was her, I'm like, come on, man. I used to laugh at your show on Nickelodeon. Now this is what you doing. So hey, that that's the hating ass Mike Kill segment right there. Um J Lo inauguration singing. Ah, uh, we can't see nothing like that again. And then Amanda Bynes with Diamonds. Please check it out and tell me what you think. If you like it, we clearly like different types of music. But All right, hey, check it out. That, that's the uh, Hating Ass Mike Kill segment. Uh, Aaron, I'm going to help Aaron make a track better than that. And she about to blow up. Just just letting the world know. Um, yeah, so that's the Hating Ass Mike Kill segment. Time to move on from this thing. Let's give him some oh, hate. Oh, man. Hate, 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 hate. Hey, so um, I guess we can uh, So we're going to continue Kind of what we did last Thursday So if you guys tuned in last Thursday It was uh, myself uh, Mr. Bruce Courtside, the center And then we had our guy, the shooting guard, Mike And we talked about Is it okay for your ex um, For your girl To talk to her ex To like c- continue to communicate With one of her exes or her ex-boyfriend And we talked in a perspective of 
of a guy dating a, a woman and she communicates with her ex and we were pretty much like no no bueno so mark uh himes you guys are joining today we're going to talk on this end of that same situation is it okay if we are the ex say if our ex-girlfriend hooks up with a guy and um you know clearly she 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 moved on to that situation but she wants to stay in touch is it okay for us as an ex to stay tapped in with our uh ex-girl uh yes or no and, and tell me what you think uh I mean, I came front, like, I got what? I got three exes, two of them I'm still cool as hell with. One of them, no. But that's also because we were friends before the relationship, we remained friends during the relationship, and we remained friends after the relationship. So at least from my personal experience, and just, I think, making sure that relationships were intact, I don't, I, mean, I don't give a damn. But, um, but what you mean by friends? Like, are you friends where y'all talking, like, multiple times a week and may have a phone conversation or is it like y'all cordial to where maybe like every once a month it might be like let me hit her up and see how she doing and tap in oh i would say i would say we're past cordial we're like above cordial but do we talk like multiple times throughout the week no but you know we'll talk like once a month you know something like that oh once a month See that I think that's cool Once a month is cool But I'm talking about You know how It be some people That have Those exes To where like They're friends Like oh, I'm about to go And have lunch With my You know With my friend And you come to find out Like that's your ex-boyfriend Like man What are you talking about You know what I'm saying And it, you know it, Some some people It happens to some people And I, I know a couple Of my exes who were like, you know, once we broke up, like, hey, you know, let, you know, let's be friends. And I kind of had to be like, man, out of, out of, I can be your friend, you know. But once I hook up with someone else, I can't be your friend because, you know, just out of respect. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we got we got Himes back, Himes. Yeah. So tell me this, if um, so say if you have an ex, right? Yeah. So you have an ex girl. She hooks up with a guy. It's her new boyfriend. Is it okay for you and that ex to continue to co- uh, communicate and be fr- quote unquote friends? Well, are they like friends from your childhood? Are we talking about like very old friends? No, I'm talking about an ex. Say if you date, say if you met a girl um, at 20, y'all dated for three to four years, y'all broke up, you know, kind of was away for six months, you know, how, you know, separated. She finds someone new, but you know, y'all kind of right, keeping so, your friendship. Is so, that okay? Uh, I, I want to give you uh, this. I want to explain something. So I used to believe that it was inappropriate, right? And that was the flat line. But my sister has an interesting story. So she was with a guy named Greg from the eighth grade. Greg! Uh, yeah, till about uh, 23, I believe, right? They broke up. And after that, she started dating a guy named Shannon. And Shannon and Stephanie were together for three years, and they got engaged. Greg remained friends with Stephanie through the entire time, right? Okay. They've been lifelong friends. And then Stephanie and Shannon broke off the engagement, and Stephanie and Greg ended up getting back together. Now he's my brother-in-law with children. So, like, I, I it, that's the thing about relationships and emotions. It's really not as clear-cut and dry as it sounds because you really don't understand the history between people and how people get connected and stay that way. So it really depends upon the person. It depends upon the case. And, you know, it's all subjective. 
Yeah, it's just I don't know. Maybe it's weird for me. It's a weird right, situation. So dude's perspective, straight up from a dude's perspective, it does come off as weird. But you got to get to know the situation intimately in and of itself to understand. There are times when it can be weird and it's inappropriate, or there can be times where it's weird at first, and then you realize they're actually not a threat. They're not a bad person. They're just a friend. Like that's really what it is. No, yeah, and I guess it's just the way that you, you know, the type, the type of person you are, the type of lover you are. Like some people are like kind of low key selfish, so they're like, man, I need you to stay away. But you just, you I guess, be an open minded person, and you also have to be, you know, a willing to understand someone else's emotions and relationships. Like it's just all part of the relationship cycle. Yeah, and I guess, I guess it's the ex too. Like, you know, if you see the ex and he's trying to be extra, like, why he want to take you out to, to dinner? And why is he trying to meet up at the beach? And where it seems like it's a little too extra, that's when you kind of be like, hey, man, I don't think you can connect with him because, you know, like, like he, you know, he, he's weird. And he come around to a function and his vibe is still like a little too flirty. It's kind of like, all right, he's not getting the picture. He think he still has a chance. So I, I guess it's, it's how far away, I guess, they are in their, you know, the end of their relationship to their friendship. Because if it's still like, like flirting and stuff involved and you kind of feel that the guy isn't like he's still trying to get at it and you sometimes your girl just might be oblivious to it all she's like no he's just my he's just being a good friend where it's like no baby he's he's trying to flirt and see if he can get right back into you know the same draws that i was able to capture and make mines um so i, I guess it's that but for me i always was like when girls i would tell my exes like you know like once you start dating someone else like i'm gonna just fall back because Cause I'm naturally a flirtatious person So I don't want you to get caught up in no text That I was clearly joking with Because they don't know me and they were like wow This is what y'all on Or you know if it's the type of situation We, we get drunk and we at a Event somewhere And you know something might happen And it's like hey I, I told you to, uh, to stay away You know what I'm saying so I guess it's the person um, Yeah uh, remember you can always hit us up In the chat uh, the Good News Radio chat to chime in and let us know what you guys' thoughts of anything that we talk about throughout the show. But yeah, man, have you guys been in any situations where it got weird? Just like you being friends with your ex and like a guy hit you up and was like, hey, bro, stop talking to my girl. So, uh, I, I had that situation with a friend of mine named Kelly at first, right? We have been friends since... Rob, Robert like, Kelly or just Kelly first? First name. Uh, Kelly. Kelly first. Oh, okay. Right? Woo, you, you scared uh, me. She and I have been, like, we didn't even date, right? Like, we were good friends that hooked up a couple times and dated for a week and realized, like, it just, we were in two different places and she's older than me. She's, uh, at, like, 29. And, uh, you know, she started uh, dating this other guy about two years ago. And we, we'd always remain friendly, right? Like, just always checking in on one another. She had some family stuff and I was just trying to be a good friend type of thing, you know? And uh, she ended up dating this guy, and for the longest time, she didn't want him to meet me because, you know, of the situation, and I understood. And then one day, we were uh, talking on FaceTime, catching up, and he happened to walk in, and uh, I got a chance to finally meet him, and she said that, you know, he thought of me as a threat originally, and then as soon as he was on FaceTime, we were all talking, I, I was talking about Aaron and like we were just catching up and he was getting to know me 
And she ended up telling me after that, like, hey, look, yeah, he wants to get together and we can all hang out, maybe do something all together. And I'm like, yeah. And that's how it is. Like, it was weird at first, but as soon as he actually got to hear my voice and see me over FaceTime while I was interacting with Kelly, like, he understood that I wasn't a threat. I wasn't a guy that was any potential there. You know, I was just a true friend. Damn, that's great. But that's sometimes what we all need, you know? Like, I'm sure all of us have been in those instances where we're going out with a girl we're interested in. She sees a guy or runs into a friend of hers that's a dude, and we're all like, oh, wait, who the hell is this? Then you come to find out their story, and it's nothing what we thought. Yeah. Man, I've been in some weird situations, um, you know, with guys. Of course you have. It's you. (laughs) No, but just weird situations with guys where I'm like, I'm, I'm done with the situation clearly with the girl and she knows it and we both know it but the guy is kind of like you know i guess they get intimidated because you know i come in you know with with energy and i'm just i'm cool i guess a lot of people get along with me i I feel and people tell me that so then guys kind of feel like man i think he can still get back in there so i need to cut this off right away you know what i'm saying and um yeah so that's why i kind of just stay away you know like if i break up with somebody like i may chime in here and there like mark said at the beginning like once a month just to make sure they're good they're alive and everything like that but as far as being friends how some girls may say you know like you know like we're friends we were always friends so why can't we still be friends like man i don't think you know your your guy is gonna want that because you know some guys can't handle that and to be honest to a point like yeah I don't think I can like really deal with that like yeah that was my ex we dated for six years but we realized it was I'm like that's it's just too weird y'all have too much of a history for me to have them just you know just hang around because for me if I'm with a girl for six years I'm gonna always feel that I, I can get that that you know I can get that whenever I want to you know what I'm saying that's just me um but you know so it's just a weird situation but yeah um crazy so next week I'm going to try to get the ladies of uh, Never Not Extra on so we can kind of hear the yeah, ladies. The, I'm very interested to hear their perspective. To hear their perspective of of both ways of them um, meeting a guy, um, dating that guy, but like, hey, I'm friends with my ex and see what like what they have dealt with. And then them having a, a guy friend, boyfriend that has this ex-girlfriend that they're like, cool friends with because i know some exes still go to like family events i i remember one situation um this is it was too crazy where the guy ended up busting and like coming into the house of the girl and the situation was and i was telling her like why is he still going to your family functions like that like you're giving him hope that he still has a chance and it, it just led to a um weird adventure in uh my life man so um, yeah, let us know what you guys feel about it if you're tuning in. Yes, that's the story of Michael's first and only threesome. <laughs> no, nah, get out of here. That hey, I was scared for my life. Like this dude that came in the house. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. This dude that came in the house while I was asleep. Definitely nowadays, I just watched the uh, Night Stalker, and I'm just like, oh, that was could have been even scarier. So. Um, Man, uh, craziness. So make sure y'all tap in next week. We're going to make sure that we continue this thing. Go and give you part three of if you're dating someone, are you okay with them communicating with their ex? 
as friends and you know not just say once in a while i'm talking about like they're friends you know like they're actually cool they might link up they text here and there and talk and things like that so well um you know always you can always let us know you can call in you can hit us through the chat um but yeah we're gonna continue that next week i can't wait so we got our guy mark here mark covers everything basketball hockey uh racquetball um lacrosse uh everything cricket Cricket. and then uh football of course he talks football and we gotta talk some football because we didn't have an episode monday where we were able to give you the best sport that he covers is icelandic goat racing (laughs) oh he covers that one sport where it's weird it's just like a court hanging and they just shoot i don't even know the rules i just saw it oh yeah with the little basketball yeah i was like what is this but yeah we got to talk football so a court side from the sidelines we're gonna give some hand claps for that man because it's football talk baby so court side from the sidelines um man championship weekend see raider fans don't know nothing about that a championship weekend you know what i'm saying oakland don't know about it uh you know so i'm here to talk with a patriot fan and uh sorry mark your the lions don't really know about it either but uh yeah he's a lions fan so lions. we got pocket burrito he's hopping on the mic um touchdown with tangents TB! That was good, Tom Bennett. I heard somebody was disrespecting my city. Why can't I hear you? It's weird. You just muted me. Are you good? Oh, mute Kenny. Mute him. I know, it's not working though. Celtics fans can't talk right now. Oh, oh, sit down, son. I am sitting down, son. Hey, switch mics. Go to to number one. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Get some water. You're thirsty. Yeah, that's wild. But... Uh, yeah, so you're going to hop on mic number one. He's going to join us. Uh, touchdown with Tangents up next. Um, you good to go? Uh, yeah. So there we Tom, go. Tom Bennis, bro. Um, Tom I, I heard a game fan was trying to disrespect Oakland, and I was just not having it. No, I'm talking about the football team, but y'all can't even claim they're Vegas now. So Yeah, they still Oakland. They, they still yeah. Oakland. It's like, it's like that ex that oh always God, belongs to you. Open. You're still mine. I just haven't come it's pick you up still, yet. <laughs> That's what the Raiders are. That's funny. So, hey, let's talk championship weekend. Um, so we'll start off with the first game, uh, Green Bay versus uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Battle of the Bay um, there in, at Lambeau Field. Uh, just, man, who you got? Give a little short take of why. Um, I guess I'll, I'll kick it off um, just like on Sunday was going to happen. I got Green Bay. I just think um, after they were up 10-0, and they play earlier um, then Tampa Bay just came on crazy uh, but they were without uh, Lazard they were out um, Aaron Jones um, I know they were without Bactari, but the offensive line looked pretty good against a good defense with the Rams and I think that they'll be ready to go uh, w- with those guys and it's at Lambeau Field I know Brady is used to playing in the cold but don't mean, don't mean all those other guys are and Aaron Rodgers and those guys are going to squeak one out I would say 27-24 Green Bay you got it. Uh, we got a pocket burrito. Uh, I'm gonna go into full detail. This on touchdowns and tangents. You know, in the eight o'clock hours. Tap in next, baby. Tap in with it. But it still feels like I can't hear myself. But all right. Um, I just want. I just Aaron Rodgers. Outside of he had 48 touchdowns. There we go. He had 48 touchdowns and three interceptions. 
outside of the game he played against Tampa Bay. He had two picks, no touchdowns. So if you take out the Tampa Bay game, this man threw 48 touchdowns and three interceptions this year. That's literally like the greatest touchdown interception differential differential ever. And they're playing home field. He's never had home field advantage his whole career. And if push comes to shove, they got two running backs who are great. And Aaron Rodgers, that offense, they find a way. You saw what Devontae Adams did to Jalen Ramsey. Oh, yeah. So when it comes down to it, I'm just not picking against Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is from Northern Cali. Tom Brady's from Northern Cali, too. Uh, Tom Brady's not from the Bay. I don't care what people say. He, he's not from the Bay. He probably grew up in the rich part. or But he's not from the Bay. Like, don't. Man, let him claim. He's not from the Bay. Tom Brady he's is not from the Bay. And he's he not. Could, he could claim L.A. His tax he got bracket and his political leanings are not from So the who Bay. you got, man? Pick who you got. I got to go Packers. I think Packers get it over Tampa Bay just for the simple fact that Green Bay's defense historically, they're they're not always elite. Like you look at Aaron Rodgers' career, but they find a way to make plays at the right time. And Jair Alexander is the best corner on that field. Man. Jair Alexander is the best cornerback on that field. Yes, the uh Buccaneers have a much better front seven by far. But I got to go Packers just because Aaron Rodgers, unless the refs help Tom Brady cheat, then, you know, it is what it is. But I'm still going with the, with the, the Packers. Dope. All right. So, Himes, uh, Mark, who y'all got as far as um, did this game, Tampa Bay or, or Green Bay? Uh, unfortunately, I, as much as my Patriots and Tom Brady bias wants to allow me I'm going to have to say I think that the Packers actually pulled this one off against Brady and the Buccaneers. And as much as watching Tom effectively put Drew Brees into retirement and partially also because Drew Brees, for lack of a better term, threw himself into retirement, you know, I think that the I think that I was about to say Patriots. I think the Bucks, although they're going to be very well prepared, and there's like really when you think about it, no advantage or disadvantages. No one has an advantage over the other team. You know, Bakhtiari being out, yes, is a loss, but Green Bay has still played up to par. Tom Brady is a cold weather quarterback who's been there, done that, and a lot of the guys on that team have played well in cold weather already. So it's not going to be much of a jumping change, right? It's going to be a hard fought battle coming down to the wire. But I do believe that what Kenny said is accurate. I think that they will end up being able to pull off a win coming down to it. And I said earlier on Don't At Me, I thought that the Packers would win by three. How about you, Mark? Who you got? Green Bay, Tampa Bay. I mean, I am reluctantly picking the Packers because I don't like them, but most teams don't beat that tundra in Green Bay. And I know Brady's got, you know, the experience of being cold weather quarterback, like Hank said, but it's something about that tundra up there. And the Lions definitely never did. Yeah, he's he's clearly a Lions he's fan if you don't like Green Bay. <laughs> he's a Dan Campbell fan, right? Former backup tight end for the Lions. Kneecaps, watch your kneecaps. <laughs> Wait, who? Dan Campbell, the new coach of the Lions. Come a, on, stop acting like you don't know who the new coach bro. is. He was a tight end, literally. He was a tight end in the NFL for the Detroit Lions when they were trash. Yeah. Oh God, uh, Miami. So, so coach. we all got Green Bay. That's four Green Bays. 
Yep. That's surprising. All right, so let's talk about the actual game of the playoffs um, Sunday. It's going to be in Arrowhead, baby. Uh, I wish y'all could see the tomahawk going on in here. Um, It's going to be real. It looks like Pat Mahomes is going to be good to go, or Patrick. I don't want his mama uh, hitting us up. Maybe. Um, But it looks like he's going to be good to go, just all about him passing protocol. But he's practiced the last few days, um, and actually he's looked good in practice. Um, Got that foot injury, though. Yeah, but they say he looked good with that, too. He's he's real mobile. Hey, man, um, you don't know until he get hit in the head again. Yeah, but I don't think he ever had a head injury. I think he was just choked out. If you look at the replay and what they were saying after the game, they just looked like he was choked out, and that's why he couldn't. He kind of, you know, you have you ever been choked out and you get up and you kind of like discombobulated? No, and, almost though. But I feel what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, and that's like, that's the word that I, that's the word I was getting that he was he was just choked out. That's why Andy Reid said he could have went back in the game, but because of the new protocol rules, you know, it was no chance. But here's the thing. Hey, Danny, Danny, Danny. Michael is speaking on something he knows from experience. So yeah, you, you and little homie that got choked out at no, I'm, I'm a little brother, so you know, yeah, definitely. I was choking people out. Me and my, me and my big bro, you know, we, we were WWE fans and yeah. we tried moves, and older he got si- me one time. Older siblings don't play fair. We yeah, don't. we don't. No, and my brother never did. That's why you know he got a couple scars that I left him. You know <laughs> what I'm saying because he ain't play fair. But yeah, so I think the Chiefs are gonna be okay. Um, People act like they didn't play each other early in the year, so they don't. They just forget that game. Um, but the issue for me for Buffalo is that they they can't really run the ball, and I think that the Chiefs' defense is at their best when they know okay, you're only going to pass. Um, for the past two years, anyway, people have been saying run game is going to kill the Chiefs versus the Titans and versus the Browns last week, and it didn't happen. So I think that they're going to be one-dimensional and that the defense is going to come and make some plays and that Pat Mahomes and offense is going to be able to score, uh, you know, at least 20, 28 points. So I got it uh, 28 to uh, 17 in Arrowhead, Kansas City. The only thing fresher than my lineup right now is the relationship between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Oh, I'm I, I a pretty fresh ass cut right now. Go look at Week Six matchup. See what D- Diggs had. He no, had no, no. eight catches, sixty six yards in the tub. But it's, that was in cold. That was in Buffalo. It's pretty much in Canada. That like, was cold blooded. But Chiefs is gonna be red, and then the Did only you say the cheeks. As no, in, like, the, the Chiefs, Chiefs is cheeks? gonna be wet there in Arrowhead. But the only yeah, team that beat pa- we're just gonna pause this. And then Chiefs. Like, hey, the, the only pause. team to beat the Chiefs Whoa. were the Raiders. Yeah, don't you ever forget it. But you know why they did it? Because they could run the ball and they had some of the fastest speed on the outside. Nah, they hit them in the mouth. The Bills don't have that speed on the outside. I love Diggs. They got the best corner in football, arguably. Dig, yeah, but Gardner. Diggs is lightning quick. I'll give you that. Yeah, Diggs is quick, but he's not long speed. That's what the Chiefs he's struggle fast, with. fast, but he's not that fast. Yeah, but, Chiefs struggle with long speed, you know, and that's Josh why. Josh Allen is a freak of nature. Like, the same thing I dissed him for coming out of Wyoming. It's the same thing I got to go props They scored now. 10 points last week on offense. Don't matter. Who you got, man? Sound like you got Buffalo. Nah, he don't got Buffalo. I can't pick Buffalo. <laughs> I'm not picking Buffalo. <laughs> I told you, he don't got Buffalo. I'm not, I'm not, I, I was on the, uh, I hate Josh Allen. If he was black, he'd be, can't, he'd be a tight end train. So I can't hate and pretend like I was a Josh Allen fan because I wasn't. But uh, I think they don't have the run game to stay. Threaten or scare the Chiefs defense. Yeah, and that that's and if what it you becomes need. a shootout, I don't see how like the Bills' offensive line is going to bully the Chiefs' defensive line. I don't see it happening. Chris Jones might feast and have three sacks, and that might end up being the deciding factor. Yeah, it's probably going to be a boring offensive game. 
I wouldn't be surprised. Chiefs gonna find a way to score just because Travis Kelsey is. I'm standing right here on the courtside radio. Travis Kelsey is the greatest white man to have ever lived. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Sorry, Himes. Oh, but, uh, bro. What the fuck? Hey, so, uh, Himes, who you got? Chiefs or Buffalo Bills? That's a hell of a jump. <laughs> and, all right, I'm just going to keep it short and simple. Look, I think it's obvious that most of America is going to pick the Chiefs in this one, and I happen to think that the Chiefs, uh, it, the only time that the Bills had a almost at least 40% chance of winning this game was when uh, the Chiefs were questionably without Pat Mahomes, but we saw how he fell, man. It was exactly how Michael said. He just got choked out. Looks like legs got wobbly when he got up, and he just folded like a lawn chair because he didn't have the oxygen. So we're going to see him back out on the field, and unless Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen are clicking on all the cylinders, and I'm talking about like a, a Randy Moss-esque performance with like three touchdowns and 179 yards, you know, the Chiefs are one tough team to beat. So I'll put it like this. I'm picking the Chiefs, but I am I would not be surprised if Buffalo pulled this out somehow in the last second. Get out of here. Um twenty three to seventeen. Chiefs, I like I, I like that score. That's I think that's just a spread for the game. Yeah, I like that score. We beat them twenty six seventeen. Um they they scored I know yeah, they scored late. Uh and we got a big first down that led to uh, the field goal. So, um, who you got, Mark? Um, Chiefs or Buffalo? Hey, shout out to the Chiefs, man. Former intern. Somewhat of a loyalty there. And, you know, this is Josh Allen's first time, you know, really at this level. You know, it'll be definitely a um, learning experience for him. But, you know, as as, um, what's the phrase? Experience is a great teacher. Hey, the Chiefs been here before. And I had them at the beginning of the year going back to the Super Bowl. It's just one more game for them. Yep. So, uh, damn, another sweep. So, that's that's the Super Bowl I picked at the. Uh, no, I, I, I'm lying. I definitely picked the Super Bowl. I, I picked Chiefs. Um, who did I say at the NFC? Did I say? Pa- I think I did say Packers. Yeah, I said Packers. You might have said Buccaneers. No, I said Packers just because I felt that. Um, Seahawks, maybe? I didn't think that the Seahawks. I said Seahawks. I said Seahawks. I said Chiefs Seahawks, and we saw what that what happened with that. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers kryptonite in NFC. Uh, died off through injuries And that was that pass rush From the Niners And I just think the Chiefs People don't realize The Chiefs Most likely would have been 15-1 and one If they would have played Their starters the last game And they just been Really really tough The defense isn't great But they make enough plays To win You know With that offense And sometimes They may show you a spurt Where you like Damn they look really good Except you know Against the Raiders But that was because The Raiders People don't get divisional the games. The Raiders are tougher than you. No, just say it. The Raiders divisional games are always tough, the and with Raiders that speed, tougher. with that speed and that run game, the Raiders they were tougher tough, internally. But I, I never trusted Derek Carr to make the playoffs. Just I to be agree honest. with you, but the Raiders are tougher. It's like that one person. I mean, Canelo's ducking everybody in his division, but there's that one boxer. Hey, don't do that. Canelo ducking every. He ducking <laughs> Charlo. We're not even going to talk about that. Ooh. Canelo duck. They created a whole belt just so he wouldn't have to fight people. But anyway, um, there's always that one person like, yo, this person might be the best, but you don't want to see this person in a street fight. You don't want to see them with a one on one. Man, we are not turning this a- this championship weekend into a Raider talk. Let that go. I'm saying, it, like, if it turns to a street fight for the Chiefs, Buffalo has the edge. Man, I I just don't see, and I just don't. I think we're gonna be ready to go. Mahomes is listening to all his hate, so he's. So I got he's a question go. for you, real quick, though. Okay. So, are you ready for the Super Bowl uh, party for touchdown? This touchdowns attend the Super Bowl party that Keith Good News is gonna be sponsoring. 
Because you know he lost that bet to me about Cam Newton versus Kyle Murray. Facts. So we don't have to make sure that we bring that up. We might even you have do to do it on Clubhouse. We might even have to invade his show one day and say, "Hey, man, you ready for this party?" I'm off on Mondays, bro. I'll pull up, man, for real. So Keith, if you're listening, we pulling up, man, because we need that party. We need to to rent a space out. Um, everybody gotta be safe though, because y'all be tripping. And but we, uh, we do it on Clubhouse too, you know? Yeah, that too. So. um it's, it's the end of the show So it's the time of the show That you know Is really dope That old school thing That I like So here we go Yeah, so um, it's that time for that Throwback Thursday Player of the Week. And today, the player is celebrating a birthday. One of my favorite players to watch growing up. Um, though I was a tiny person growing up, it still is kind of. Um, centers. I used to appreciate the centers of the game. I loved watching Shaq with Orlando. I loved Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning. Um, and my favorite probably was... The dream, Akeem Olajuwon from Nigeria. He's turning 58 years old today. Uh, the seven-foot center, the first overall pick in the 84 draft. NBA Hall of Famer, 12-time All-Star, two-time rebounding champ, three-time block champ, two-time NBA champ, uh, 12-time All-NBA, nine-time All-Defense, 84-85 All-Rookie, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, two-time Finals MVP, and the 93-94 uh, MVP of that season. Career averages of 21.8. 11 rebounds, 2.5 assists, uh, career averages of 3 blocks and 1.7 steals. Uh, you guys got any words on um, Olajuwon and his greatness? And happy birthday to him. A- any take, Mark, before we get up out of here? Wait, what? Akeem Olajuwon, man. That's the Throwback Thursday Player of the Week. Make sure y'all check him out. We're going to make sure we put up a highlight reel on Instagram. Courtside Radio is the Instagram. Uh, make sure y'all tap in and, uh, you know, sh- show love to the pages and check out some highlights of Olajuwon. You got any words about Olajuwon and his game? I mean, I didn't get to see him too, too much growing up. I caught him a couple times. Uh in the 90s when I watched, you know, NBA on NBC on Sunday uh, when he was, you know, with Houston. But, oh, you know what, though? I did get the chance to see, like, an old Elijah on after he left uh, the Rockets and played with the Raptors one time first. That was it. And just to see just to see him in person, that was, I mean, the experience itself was incredible. Unfortunately, it wasn't him in the prime. I mean, the dude's a Hall of Famer, uh, has a dream shake that a lot of people, you know, in modern-day basketball cannot master. Uh which is unfortunate because, you know, a move that can definitely still be utilized if yep. you guys actually perfected it um, as much as they want. Hey, hey, Mark, make sure you go and watch a lot of his stuff. Or go on Courtside Radio today. We're going to have to throw back Thursday up there. But the guy was amazing. He had a year in 89-90 where he averaged 24 points, uh, 4.6 blocks, 2 steals, 3 assists, and 14 rebounds. If somebody was doing that today, we would call that man a god on the basketball court. And he was great. He's one of the greatest defenders of all time. Uh, he was able to score. His highest average was 27.8. He even averaged a dub as a rookie. So he's one of the greatest. He's a guy that some people throw his name in that top 10 ever conversation. You know what I'm saying? And just imagine if he were to play with... A, a 1B guy 
you know, and he probably would have won even more. But, you know, everybody lost in that time with Jordan. Um, so shout out to the dream, Elijah Wan. Um, man, that that's the show. That that's the show. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I might have to take Bruce's job after this because I think I did pretty good on the ones and twos. But now nah, Bruce is my guy. He always kills it. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in to us, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Let the people know what time you're going to be on Friday so they can know to tap in. Yep, I'll be on once again tomorrow night. Sports Talk Market DC, seven thirty PM West Coast, ten thirty East. Uh, yep, 7.30 Good News Radio app Check me out on IG Live At underscore M-A-R-K-E-I-N-E-N Michael, I'm Thanks for having me My man Kenny Hey, he's been on the show A couple times And uh, let's just say They've been some of the best Bullshitting shows I've ever had in my life <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Touchdown Tangents up next Hans, we out this thing, man Tell the people Farewell Ladies and gentlemen Thank you again For tuning in to Courtside Radio You know how we keep it kosher We keep it real you know, show love. Also, please check out the latest episodes of Don't At Me right now on YouTube. Right now, at Alex Himes, you can find all the latest episodes there and check out all the ads and what we're putting out right now on our socials at Himes LA, H-Y-M-E-S-L-A, everywhere, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Hey. And also, shout out to Mike Hill. Yep, we're doing it all, man. Y'all know Mike Hill to PG on everything. So uh, make sure y'all tap in. Thank you for the love, for tuning in. We can't wait till Monday where we're going to be talking about uh, the Super Bowl. What's going to be the matchup and, of course, more basketball talk for you. So thank you guys for tuning in. This is Courtside Radio. We are out this thing. Peace. Let me turn this thing up. We're going to start how we – we're going to finish how we started, baby. <laughs>